Last week, we discussed the cinematic equivalent of I Star My Own Star Wars with Blackjack and Hookers when we review Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, Part 1, A Child of Fire. Having actually seen this week's movie, we welcome back... It's me, Carlin Jones. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and you landed on episode 140 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. Right, so um, I guess insider baseball people. Um, for the entire month of December, we have been on autopilot. Like we've been, you know, we, we as you've seen, we've been producing content. But I'm be honest, I'm and I'm gonna speak for Matt. Our heart wasn't in that. Like obviously, we love this show. We're doing it, but like our heart wasn't in the, the last couple episodes. We were recording at weird hours so that, you know, we wouldn't have to, like, do this on a Saturday night. And, yeah. And you know what our reward for that was, Matt and Carla? What was it? What was it? Illness. Matt and I are both sick because we was out in these streets when we should have been at home podcasting. (laughs) Hey, man, but, you know, we just, uh, our birthdays were in this month, so (laughs) we had to take advantage of that. Um, and speaking of birthdays, um, uh, so speaking of uh birthdays, um, uh, one thing is I don't like uh pet peeve is piggybacking on birthday stuff posts on Facebook. Yeah, um, I concur, Matt. Like, um, uh, so my birthday is before Matt's, and so he, you know, he's time displaced. So he posted like the day beforehand, like happy brother, happy birthday, brother. You know, have a good day, yada yada yada. And I was like, thanks, man. And then immediately, like, I I kind of get it when it's old people, like somebody's aunt or whatever. It's like, oh, happy birthday, Chad. But then it was like young people and stuff, like we, we used to work with. And then Matt's wife was like, oh, happy birthday, Chad. And I'm like, girl, you you young. You start a right. new post. You start a new post. Right. Make a new post. Stop trying to <laughs> piggyback off what I said. Right. Uh, it. it uh, look, I'm gonna say it because this is. I'm putting this on Facebook too. It's disingenuous when you comment on the fucking first person's message instead of starting a new message. You just just scroll and it's just like, oh, let me get this out the way. Fuck you. Right. Thank you happy for saying right. happy. Thank you for telling me happy birthday. That's true. But fuck you. <laughs> That's true. Come on, we got to do better. Like you said, if it's the older generation, I get that. But young people, nah. If you if you didn't know it was his birthday till I po- I make a post. They should be like, Roger that and just make a new one yourself. Right. And then they did that shit out to you when I made the post, too. I'm like, this is just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> be better, people. Be better. Uh, but yeah, Carlin, you've been watching some TV, man. Um, Percy Jackson. Is it yes. in, the Oli- in the Olympians? Yeah, Percy Jackson and the Olympians came out arguably like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's very new. Very new. Yeah, so I watched that one. And I think I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, a Percy Jackson TV series? First off, the movies aren't that old, so I don't know why they decided to remake them. Oh, we, we're going to have this conversation? Well, that's the thing. I don't know why. I feel like you have to wait at least 20 to 25 years in order to bring something back. Not necessarily, because um, 
from what I I've not read the books, but from what I understand, the movies were not a good adaptation of the books, which is part of the reason why they only made two instead mm-hmm. of however many they were trying to make. Unlike Harry Potter, which I personally don't think those are good ad- adaptations of the book, but they made decent movies, you know. Right. So they um, got they got to finish that. Well, right. Well, that's interesting you say that because when I watched that first episode, I immediately asked, who is this show for? Because I'm pretty sure people who are fans of the book aren't going to be happy with this because the first, let's see, the episode is like 37 minutes. It's literally the first 10 minutes of the movie, of the first movie. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, as a whole, the whole, when you get through the whole season, I assume it's going to be a good adaptation of the first book. I hope so. It's not really adding anything new, like anything different. It's not done yet. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. I plan on doing a video for it. They only have, don't, they're doing the weekly one episode yeah. a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, so I plan gotta, on doing like an episode review. Up, man. You got to keep that momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, did you watch it yet, Matt? I have not. Um, like you said earlier. I've been feeling like crap lately. I haven't been, um, there's only one thing I've been doing. I'll talk about it later, but I haven't been doing nothing as far as watching things this week. Um, but I plan on next week getting back on th- doing things and watching stuff. Um, yeah, so I watched the first episode and I thought it was decent. Like um, some interesting choices with the casting. Uh, Megan Malawi was in like two scenes of the first episode, and I'm like, okay, so obviously she's coming back because we're not paying her for two scenes in a TV that's, show. That's the mom, right? No, no, that's the teacher. Oh, okay. The teacher that he possibly killed. Oh, okay. I didn't like the mom in the show. I thought she was too attractive. <laughs> Let's Wait, real quick, that. real quick. You said it's only 30 minutes? It's 37 minutes, and then the rest of the episodes get like 40-ish minutes. Okay, that, that seems more up to par. I was like, that's kind of like a short episode for a, a first TV episode. show these days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. They're not really talking much on it. <laughs> but now that Carla said an attractive mother, maybe I need to check this out. No, I didn't like how she was that attractive. You know, like very I, similar to Spider-Man, his aunt. <laughs> I mean... First off, there's nothing wrong with having a hot aunt, first of all. And secondly, yeah, the mom the mom was all right. I mean, she needs to look like she can pull a god, though, you know? I guess. I mean, I know it's a kid's show, so sure, yes. But gods literally just take what they want, unfortunately. <laughs> Back yes. in those tales. Yes, there is a lot of um, non-consent happening there. What's her, What's the actress's name? Give me a second. I'm scrolling. Sally Jackson. Her name is Virginia. Veronica. Virginia. Cole. Yes, yes, yes. I can't read. And she looks young, but I guess that's just her being an actress because a lot of actresses kind of look good for their age. But why I don't that, know. Why I feel like the IMDb say, oh, oh, how do you think she is, Carla? Um, let's see. I know most white people age horribly, so I was just telling my friend this. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess she is. 33. Matt, did you look this up? No. Uh, uh, 45. She's 42. 42? Uh, yeah. I don't, like, I don't like that then. <laughs> she's old enough to be, to have a son that young. Like She's definitely old enough, but she doesn't look like it. That's good, man. 
That no, means she's not. more she's moisturizing. Okay, it's definitely unrealistic. Look, Virginia Cole, <laughs> Kroll, we're here for you, man. I, you know, you want to come on the pod, talk Percy Jackson. We here, girl. We here. Talk about your moisturizing uh, schedule and things. We here for that too. Yeah. Oh, her beauty routine. We we do need to tap into that part of social media. Um, this looks like this is probably her biggest role. She did like one episode of Shameless. A lot of shit I've never heard of. A lot of TV work, though. A lot of TV work. It's good for her. I mean, but sadly, like one episode's here and there. So that sucks. That's 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 how it goes. That's how it is. But all right, sorry. Um got off track there. Um, Matt. Um, we're gonna actually so Fortnite and Legos. Um so Fortnite, um, the new season, they have this side game or whatever where you play as Legos. Ooh, I'm listening. And mm-hmm. it's like a version of what my son says is Minecraft. I never played Minecraft, but I've been addicted to this. So basically it's <clears throat> you have your character and you just live in this world where you just build stuff, hunt stuff, uh, gather fruit, plant stuff, build a house, tear it down, and that's all you do. And there you have enemies there, stuff like that. You can get hungry. The weather affects you and stuff. But, like, there is no, like, objective to this game. You're just out there building things. Oh, you're not <laughs> killing each other as Legos. Well, you do have bad, quote-unquote, bad Legos in there. Uh, and, like, not I don't say that they're bad Legos, but you have other Lego people in there where, like, they're camp. So you can go in there and kill them and take what they have in their camp and stuff. But it's just out there surviving as Legos. Huh. Uh, so I'm looking at some gameplay. <clears throat> and it looks really cool. It looks like... Um, kind of like I'm not sure if you guys have played any of the Lego video games, like you know the licensed games, like Star Wars or Batman yeah, or yeah, I have. It looks cool, but then like it's the building aspect, and I don't like that shit. Yeah, um, the problem. It's, uh, go ahead. Yeah, the problem for me with Lego games is they're kind of like a one and done. Uh, that's the problem I had with the Star Wars Lego games. They're fun, they're cool, and they're awesome to look at. But after you beat it, there's really no reason to come back to it. You don't try for a hundred percent. Um, not really. I mean, it's not hard to get a hundred percent on the first walkthrough because they're so the game is so dumbed down because it's really like toddlers who play it. <laughs> um, not really. Um, me and my me and Samantha, we 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 played. We we played almost every single one and a hundred percent at nearly everyone. Mm. It's that I mean it's really fun games. But it's um yeah, I've been um addicted to this game and it's fun. But transitioning real quick with Legos. I like how like in the recent weeks, months, Legos has uh been grown people. Famous grown people have been admitting to Legos and stuff like that, and and I like that. Um, like you have th- rappers. Th- th- thank you for call- thank you for calling me famous. Right, I let yeah yeah rappers, basketball players, NFL players, all yeah. talking about Legos and stuff and how they uh, do it. And I always remember this one um, interview one was having. He was like, the interview said something like uh, about 
you're going to play with Legos or something. And he was like, I don't play with Legos. I build Legos. <laughs> but uh, now, honestly, it's like, I want to get some Legos. You should get some. Man, I wish, I a hundred times I say this, I wish you lived here, man. We could do so much shit. We can build. We can build Legos. I mean, <laughs> it's it's been a while since you've been to my house. I have so many Legos unbuilt. Mm, yeah, so I think uh, next year I'm gonna start my Lego building collection and start having different things all doing with Legos. I love <laughs> that, Matt. Um, and then you got roaches. Um, <laughs> I don't, but. <laughs> I ran across this article from USA Today, and it says the top 25 roachiest cities in the U.S. Ugh. And it's ranked uh, places lived by ranked city and state overall score. So just off the top of your head, who do you think? I was going to do top three, but I don't think you guys are going to get it. So let's go with top 10. Name somebody, the roachiest city's top 10 that you think <laughs> are on there. That's New definitely York. New York. Yeah, New York. <laughs> nope. Not in the top ten? No. Maybe oh, Radius Radius City, but not the Roaches it. City. Roaches. Hmm. Let's see. Um, That's definitely like a lot of grassland. Chicago? Nope. Iowa. Nope. That's a state. Oh. <laughs> uh San Francisco. Nope. Okay. Atlanta. Number seven. Ah, oh, that makes sense. I do see roaches here. Oh, I hate it. Is St. Louis on this list? <laughs> no. And this this is U.S. cities, right? Yes. Okay. Uh. Oh. Oh. Vegas. Number five. <laughs> All oh. right. On the board, baby. Yuck. Um. I'll run down the list for you. Number one, Houston, Texas. That makes sense. Number two, San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Number three, Tampa, Florida. Number four, this surprised me, but uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Number five, Las Vegas. Six, Miami. Seven, Atlanta. Eight, Birmingham, Alabama. Nine, Dallas. And ten, Oklahoma City. That but makes to a lot of sense. Question, Eleven is New York. That makes a lot of sense. I, I think those insects do really like warm weather, so... Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to bring up, I ran across this and, you know, it's the end of the year. Um, people like to put their grievances aside, start a new year fresh. So I'm going to read this. So in a town called, hmm, let me change that. <laughs> in a town in Peru, a unique annual celebration called Takanakiyu takes place December 25th. This ancient tradition inherited from the Hispanic Chaka culture serves as a way for community members to resolve conflict and start the new year with a clean slate. Men, women, and children gather to engage in fist fights, which are supervised by local authorities. These fights are a way to settle grudges from the past year, fostering a sense of community camaraderie among the participants. After the fights, the community comes together to drink and celebrate, helping to ease any pain and strengthen the bonds within the community. Now, 
I don't think this will actually work. Because if, you know, Chad, you pick me and we have this fist fight and I <laughs> lose, then all of next year, I'm practicing jujitsu, boxing <laughs> all year round. I'm getting my man so on. Right. And then I for, wait for that year to get my lick back. So this honestly feels like uh, my topic about how I was I've been watching the purge, uh, where, they're, where they're like, oh, yeah, you we just need this one day to get this aggression out, and then the rest of the year we good, are we though? No, because I'm gonna I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be waiting in the wings for this for all right. He picked me, and maybe he knocked me out or something. Oh no, I'm gonna get my black belt up within that year or whatever to come back and whoop your ass. No, right. that sounds fucking ridiculous but no i have been watching the perch um a different podcast i listen to they rank the five movies and i was like oh i've seen the first three let's see what's going on with those second those last two so i watched the first purge and the forever purge and they're fine like i feel like nothing really tops the second movie because the first movie they're in the house and the second mm-hmm. movie, you're in the city during the purge, and then every other movie after that's just been that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what mm-hmm. I did decide to do was check out the purge TV show, uh-huh. and season one is meh. Like it starts off really interesting, but then they're like, "Oh, hey, this is a ten episode season, and so we got to just do some dumb shit to get to the end." Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I thought was funny was like, so the one of the antagonists, he he was trying to kill somebody, but then like the bell rung saying the purge is over. And then they're like, he was like, okay, well, I'll see you next year. Like, what? No, this is not how this works. But uh, season two, I'm still working on that. And that's the main reason why I started watching the show because season two takes place a year after the purge. So what I'm trying to say is like, Episode one starts on the purge, and by the end of the first episode, the purge is over. Episode two is the next day. So okay, now that you uh, say that, I've been I've been waiting for this to happen, like the show. What happens after the purge? You yes. know, you go in your office, it's like, "Where's Susan at?" Oh no, Carrie killed her yesterday, and then yes. we have to move on. Yes. So I'm about three episodes into season two, and it's pretty good. Like somebody. Um, one of the main characters, somebody like broke into his house and tried to purge him and he got away. And so like the thing is like somebody hired the a hitman to kill him on purge night. So like his story arc is he's trying to investigate who would want to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And then like another story arc is like um, a college kid. He was out with his buddy because they were doing like, you know, dumb frat boy shenanigans. And um, his boy leaves him for dead when he gets caught in a trap and he ends up killing somebody to survive. And like just mentally, he's really fucked up. Mm. So like it's this it has some interesting ideas in season two. So if you want to check out the Purge show, I would say skip season one. Like none of the characters come <laughs> back from season one. Because season one is just your standard 10 hours of the purge, you know, like a 10 hour, you know, hour episode. It's not, it's, you know, it's 40 minute episodes. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like season two is, looks like it's trying to actually do something. Okay. Hmm. So I'd recommend that. Also, my next two topics are going to alienate two women in my lives. Uh, one will know and the other will not because Samantha stopped listening to the show. But uh, the first one is uh, potty training. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Samantha asked me to look into, like, formulate a plan to potty train our daughter. And I was like, yeah, okay, I got you, bro. This is like two months ago. And I'll be honest. And if you listen to this, you already fucking know. You ju- we we just haven't said it. Also, I've been lying to you. I didn't I didn't do any preparation. I didn't look into this. I don't want to. I, I know she needs to be potty trained. I know that. But I just don't want to do the research. Don't do the research. Just wing it. Oh, I, oh yeah. When I when she asked me today what the plan was, I was winging it. And she's like, do, "Do you know what a plan is? Like, you're just saying words. You aren't telling me actions." And I was like, uh-huh. "Uh huh." Mm-hmm. So I can see you're getting mad right now. Mm. Fair, fair. But girl, I, I I did some research. I'll get back to you, okay? But no, you actually have a a, a potty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the first step. Yeah, yeah, that is the first step. <laughs> I mean, we we've had I've had it for some time now, so you know. It's not like this is like something I bought in my research because once more there was no research. So it's is just it been really sitting research? in your house? <laughs> is it really research? I mean, don't you just when you think that she needs to go, put her over there and coach her through it and hopefully it works? I mean, did, okay, let's did you potty train your son? Like what was that like if you were there? Like I'm not I'm, I'm saying that because like you were in still in the military when he was little. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh... I was there. Was I there for body training? No, he was seven. Yeah, I got back when he was seven months. So yes, I had to be there. Um, I don't. Yeah, I was there to answer your question, but I don't remember no research or nothing. It was just you know you got you have the potty. You know, like 10, 15 minutes after you eat, you just set them on there and then you coach them through it and hopefully it works. I don't remember any like elaborate stuff that we did for this. So, like, my thing is, like, I'm like, okay, hey, let's sit on the potty. And she's like, no. I'm like, dude, I need you to sit on that potty. And she's like, no. And then she'll go off to her own thing or just, like, start crying. So, eventually, like, I'll get her on the potty. And she just sit there like, okay, I want to get down. Like, what are we doing here? I'm not going to pee on this. I have a whole I have a whole system of bathroom. <laughs> I, just, I just go where I want. Why should I go here, you know? Right, right, right. So apparently there's like, um, you know, you, you can do like a star chart where you reward them for going potty or you can get them like a little watch that buzzes when it's time to sit on the potty, you know, like to condition them because, you know, children are just animals. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. I've never heard of a watch. Yeah. You know, what you so, should do. You should what? just watch the Rugrats episode about potty training. They had a Rugrats potty training episode. Yeah, it was when Chucky he had to learn how to potty train. Can I cite that as evidence when I re- when I have to redo my report? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other person I'm alienating. Um, <clears throat> so um, this one goes out to um, friend of the show, Rachel. Uh, I saw Wonka without her, and um, it was fucking lovely. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah. Have you have you seen either of the Paddington movies? Paddington movies. Yes. The bear? Yeah. Oh, they made, they made two movies. That's right. It's like the highest rated movie on yeah. Rotten Tomato ever. And it deserves mm-hmm. it. Wait, wait, wait. Really? It deserves it. Yeah. I didn't see which it because one? of that. I didn't want to see it. Wait, which one? The first one or the second one? Second one. Do I need to watch the first one to watch the second one? Not really, but you should. I know Paddington was out like that. Is it really so, that good? Yeah. So, like, preference, it is a family film. But it hits you in the fucking feels so hard. Like, they didn't even have to do you like that. Like, you know how, like, a Pixar movie can make you cry? They doubled down on that shit. 
So it's really good. So the same people that made the first two Paddington movies made Wonka. And okay. it's it's that same tone where it's like this is very unserious, but not in like a this is stupid kind of way. Just like we're just having fun. We're going along for the ride. It's a whimsical, goofy adventure. There's like some cameos in here where you're like, why are you here, sir? Why are you? Why? I mean, yes, money. But why are you here? <laughs> like who? So uh, Mr. Bean. Oh, I love Mr. Bean. I was just thinking about him the other day. Yeah, that's weird. Why are you here? Right. That's that's what, <laughs> that's what I said when I saw him come on screen. I was like, what the fuck? I, let's go. Um, so, so the only thing that I've seen about this is uh, it was something about how audiences do not like musicals. So when the, when movies come out, they not masquerade, but they don't really show it because yeah. they don't want to at least start out, hey, this is going to be a musical thing. Yeah. So then, and but I mean, if you've seen any of the Wonka movies, you know they're singing in it. So that exactly. shouldn't be a surprise to nobody. Exactly. No, like I agree. Like when um the teaser for Mean Girls, like they were just they 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 unnecessarily cut around that singing in the teaser. Mm-hmm. Right. And um yeah, and I don't remember seeing many trailers for Wonka, but like the movie opens, it's like oh yeah, opening credits. Timothy Chalamet, then singing, singing, like we just we just roll right into it. Right. <laughs> but no, it's lovely, it's fun. Like Keegan Michael Key is in it, and um, Olivia Wynn Williams, and just so many like familiar faces. It's a really fun movie. Is this? Oh, never mind. I know that. Sorry. What? Hmm. Now I was like, how much of? No, it's okay because I already know the answer to that. Now I'm thinking about the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, well, I saw something nasty about the movie on my TV earlier today. It was because you know how certain movies they like to partner up with like certain restaurants. Uh They had Willy Wonka partner with IHOP. Yeah, I got the I got the the um, the the pancake. Did I not put it on our social medias page? It was purple, right? It was like purple. Yeah. And, and it's got it like gold trimming. I thought I posted it on our social media, but I guess I put it on my personal story. Do, it do looked disgusting. No. <laughs> it looked disgusting. It was a story. Um, We're going to bring the show to a halt. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, here it is. Here's, here it is. Um, Let's see. Copy image. Well, let me just paste in the chat. Oh, yes. Yes, it will. It was good. Rich, but good. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, look at it. It doesn't. Yeah, it... that doesn't look good at all. <laughs> I'm going to be honest was, with you. It was good. Just really rich. I'm going to be honest with you. That looks like leftover meatloaf. <laughs> 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 I also have been watching quantum leap if anyone's familiar oh, with that is, is that in season two now yes it is officially I, in season two i thought they would have canceled it after one season like before it came on because yeah, it, it seemed like a show where like i'm not i'm not talking about the quality of the show i'm just mm-hmm. saying like you know how like you'll see the trailer for some things and you'll be like oh nobody's gonna watch that mm-hmm. well it's funny you say that because i thought that they would have canceled it after the second episode of how just dog shit it is <laughs> oh it's not excuse good. my language 
Um, it's uh, well, first of all, I am a huge fan of the original uh, Quantum Leap that came out in, I believe, 1988 or 89 or something like that. Um, I have the whole box set in in my bedroom. Uh, it's a fantastic show with Scott Bakula and uh, Dean Scottwell. The remake in itself makes no sense. These actors are not good. And it's honestly like one big uh, amnesia trope that they do for every single episode. And I hate it. <laughs> I now, hate it. I vaguely remember the commercial and I've never seen the old one. So something like he goes in to people. I don't know. What is this a show about? It's a show. It's, it's the remake is even more complicated than the original. What they do with the plot, but it's it's kind of the same. It's um, it's about this Asian guy who is a quantum physicist, makes this time machine kind of thing, and he is able to travel back in time into his like his father's timeline. So whenever his dad was born, and then died he can travel within that timeline and he leaps into random people in different parts of america and whatever situation and for him oh. to leap back he has to fix whatever is going on with them but he gets to go back he's not like lost in the time stream like the original dude he's no he's lost see that's this is now where it gets like confusing because now his character did this on purpose he trapped himself in the time machine to do something critically important, but now he lost his memory and he can't remember. And his wife, who is now his AI friend, who's like helping him along the way, is now trying to like figure out why he did it, but he doesn't remember. And she's trying to help him navigate. It's just, it is a complete cluster, cl cluster F of a show. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place, all over the place. And, and there's so many freaking characters that this shouldn't be. Because if you watch the original, there's only two characters. Now there's like five to seven characters that you have to keep track of. Um, You know, we have to have our teams, right? Like Team Flash, Team Arrow, you know, Team Quantum Leap. No way. That show can die. I've <laughs> made it. I made it clear to all the fan pages out there on social media that this show is absolute trash. Harlan loves to get hate mail. I do. Actually, actually, let's talk about that before we get into the movie review too. Um, so what how have you been? Like you've been, you know, doing videos on the on the channel. You it seems like you've been focusing more on your YouTube right now. So like tell us how that's been. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just released I released two videos, but I released a rom com video, which was did pretty well. And then I did a Scott Pilgrim video, which did well, which is good because I can make shorts out of them and they get a lot of engagements and a lot of people who just think I'm just hating just to hate. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's Scott Pilgrim. You you were speaking the gospel truth. Everything you said, <laughs> I agree truth. with. Yeah. Yeah. There are people out there who actually believe that's like some really good voice acting from those original actors. And I and I can't believe it. But hey, we all have our opinions. <laughs> well, theirs is wrong on this instance because even on the video you pointed it out and them saying it, it was just like, no, I couldn't even make it through the full season. Yeah, I was struggling. I was absolutely struggling. But um, yeah, for my channel, I did a Scott Pilgrim video. I did 
the rom-com video. I was thinking about doing Rebel Moon since I had to watch that yesterday for this podcast. Yeah, let's let's save your opinions on it till we're in the review section. Right. Um, and I'm going to do a, a, uh, an episode, a weekly episode review for Percy Quantum Jackson Leap? and oh, the Olympians. Okay. No, I'm done with Quantum <laughs> Leap. You know what? I haven't even watched season two. I'm going to watch an episode of season two so I can confirm that the show is dead to me. Hey, man, some, they did something right to get a second season. All right, Carlin? Absolutely not. When you're like a major network like that, sometimes you can they just give you a second season for just more content. The the show that I worked on, American Soul, I remember American nobody Soul? was. Yeah, American Soul. What it was, was it's like a BET show. Oh, OK. Hold up. Do we need to interview about this? No, no, no. It's 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 it's, it's old now, but this scripted I, I, this scripted drama combines fictional and real life characters and moments to tell the truth of a young, ambitious, and troubled entrepreneur who created Ooh Soul Train. What? Yes, yeah, it's about the the host of Soul Train, uh, Don Cornelius. Yeah. Oh wow, Carlin, how come you hit? Why have you hidden this from us? Now I've, I think I feel like I mentioned it before, but the the point is when I was on that show for season one. Uh, nobody was ecstatic about it, like at all, right? I don't even That's think it job. did. Well, yeah, well, nobody. I didn't even think it did good numbers, but they gave it a season two because BET was making BET Plus, and they had no content whatsoever, so they had to keep the show going regardless if people were watching it or not. That's funny. So when you when you're working on these shows, can you feel like uh, this gonna be trash or or this gonna be a good episode? Can you feel it while they're while they're in the middle of making it uh yes yes you actually can by the atmosphere and things are happening <laughs> um okay. i know for that production a lot of people are just pissed off and just <laughs> a lot of people just waiting around having their time being wasted so yeah you can definitely hey, feel they're it. getting paid all right i love getting my time wasted at work oh that's true they are getting paid but even then you don't want your time wasted I'm not saying like, oh, you're getting all these hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not even on that bullshit. It's just like, if I'm, if I gotta be at work, I'd rather not be working. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it looks like our father directed two episodes in season one, Matt. Robert Towser? Yes. Yeah. I got to meet him too. He's awesome. Is that when, is that when you met him? Yeah. 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 That was okay, when I, I met him. I remember you mentioning you met him, but I don't remember if you mentioned the show. Yeah. Yeah, that was when he said hi to me, and I didn't realize it was him. So I just said hey back while walking right past him. And then the second time I met him, <laughs> like who, who's this? Who's this scrub talking to me? Carlin, the Carlin Jones, get out of here! It was so early in the morning; I was still asleep. So I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, are you working on anything that you can talk about? No, no, absolutely nothing. The whole strike happened. Well, it's over now, but yeah. Okay. All right, that brings us to this week's discussion of Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. We're just farmers. We're not a threat. They won't just kill us, will they? Do you think those soldiers will show them mercy? Stop. When a peaceful sediment on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened, a mysterious stranger living among his villagers becomes their best hope for survival. All right, so this is what we're going to do, boys. 
We're going to open with positives only. That was the plot. That's what IMDb said. (laughs) Okay. You want to do a real, you want to do a real plot? You want to do a real synopsis? Yeah, I have a real plot for it. All right. Without opinions, give us the facts. What is this movie about, Carla? This movie is about every throwaway episode from your favorite sci-fi that you can think of. Okay, so anyway, Carla, <laughs> positives only. Let's go. This is um, a this is a roundtable, like so. No order. Just throw that shit into the fucking pot. Okay, I can give positives. Um, well, first off, I've I've even said this to my to my friend who who watched it the other day as well. Um, because the movie was directed by Zack Snyder. Um, Zack Snyder has a way like first off nobody in this world can do what he does in terms of directing movies the look the feel visually it is amazing and it is incredible to have a movie look like this um truly um however the only problem is it's it's too bad all his stuff just looks like this (laughs) yeah i yeah well that's a complaint so we we can talk about that but like i will say like i liked how distinct the characters look like the non-human characters like mm-hmm. i like how like you had like that pig man in the bar and like oh, that yeah. spider woman on the one planet and stuff like, uh-huh. I, I i thought that the alien and also like the fish king like i thought like the the aliens looked interesting and distinct they looked okay yeah wasn't too bad uh visually yeah everything like what carl was saying visually like when they were out there, it's it looks amazing, but like you said, to where it's like the dark shit. It's like every fight don't got to be at night. Like come on, like it's okay yeah. to have fights in the daytime. Um, but here let's get to it. I, and I'm about to <laughs> I'm, I'm about to start off because it's going to be. I like this movie. So wait what? wait what? When I watched okay, it, okay, okay, like, all right. So for the audio listeners, Matt has a um a cooling patch on his head. Matt's not well; he has a fever. Okay, mm. all right. So <laughs> right. So when I watched it, I was like, uh, like you said earlier, this is a new version of or a different take, a different version of another Star Wars type movie. So I was like, okay, I get it, and everything like that. It was fine for me, and then I was like, oh. I wonder what everybody else is talking about. So I go to Wikipedia and I read it and everybody hated it. So that's why I want to go first to get that out the way. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts because I can tell that you guys are not a fan of this movie. So explain to me why this movie is not good. You know, you know, you want to know what I think of it? And someone, someone on Metacritic had the best quote that I ever read about this movie. Someone said, this is a, a caffeine-free diet Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, so my my the main issue with this movie is that it is not the complete film, and not like part one, yes. part two. Not that not that part one, part two bullshit. There's a director's cut coming out in a couple months. No way. Yeah. So they intentionally Netflix intentionally chopped this up. So that people will be chomping at the bit for the Snyder cut of Rebel Moon. This is not a joke. Marketing. It's all marketing. No, that's that's whack. Well, 
so like my thing is like when we go to the different planets to like recruit the people it felt like a tv show right where it's just uh -huh. like oh yeah we're coming here to recruit the people and i can see like oh okay we spent a whole episode learning about like the uh the people on the cold planet and then like eventually we have the boss fight with the spider lady but like it just felt so quick that we were doing this shit right where yeah. like at least in the director's cut i'm gonna assume we have more time to learn about these characters on each planet that we go to. Right, because the one thing they said was quick was when they went to go get the dude with no shirt on and he was like, I pay my debts. <laughs> and then the guy was automatically, oh, I like to bet. Here's a bet for you. And then it all works out at the end. It was like, there was no kind of trouble or nothing or them. It was like, okay, do this and, and you get the guy. Yeah, like it was just, all right. Quick mission and we out. Yeah, right. it's all side quests, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, side quests. Let's see. My biggest complaint about the movie, I. So I was telling my girlfriend this. I think they did an absolute cardinal sin where they recreated the uh, the exact thing everyone hated about the new Star Wars uh, trilogy. Uh, SJW propaganda. Yeah. Which Wait, is no, 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 that was a joke. You, you're not supposed to agree with that. Oh, okay. Uh, which is <laughs> the uh, which is the the Ray Skywalker Mary Sue trope. Um, this main character, I, I've never seen the newest one, so what does that mean? Oh, well, that means like Ray Skywalker was just the moment you lay eyes on her, she can do absolutely anything, she could probably beat Vader in a fight at that very moment if she mm -hmm. wanted to right mm -hmm. uh this main character in rebel moon although it's implied that she served in some type of military service or whatnot but she can just do anything right she can but beat like up... they, it's not even implied they had whole flashbacks carlin that shows why she is a badass yeah but the she, had a whole, she had a whole battalion when she was 18 i i i would rather them not make a movie on this or the story about her finding all these people and it just starts off with her as a kid her planet being ambushed and her kind of growing up and each episode is like 10 years or five years down the line you know what you're rather be right now that. you know that whole story of them that's from uh that's thanos and um gamora <laughs> yes it is it is <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> It really is. And that's another thing that I don't like about it. I feel like this movie, along with other movies Netflix is doing, and I guess all these other sites, they like to take bits and pieces of what's really popular right now, and they mm -hmm. just completely st steal it. Like, for an example, um, Baldur's Gate 3, which is like probably like the biggest game video game that's out right now. That's like completely RPG Dungeons and Dragons. This movie is Dungeons and Dragons in space. Right. Completely. Yeah. I guess maybe because I I've never seen I haven't seen all the Star Wars stuff to compare it to. I just took it as, hey, I want to do my version of Star Wars. Here it is. And sure there was stuff to, like we say, the quick missions, the dark fight scenes. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, eh. I give it a it's a it's an okay movie. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. I um... am just looking forward to like the completed version of part one to where like we have more context. Like I I, I kind of like the stuff on the form planet 
until like the soldiers get there and i'm like you guys are being evil too quickly no like, I... no way no no not not that we're taking your house the sexual assault uh, that was the oh. first that was the first night like i feel like you built to that like you don't come in sexually assaulting the villagers you you gotta kind of lean them into that if that makes sense yeah i feel like that's bait <laughs> for the viewer like now you have to side with your protagonist <laughs> right and also like the private yeah as somebody okay. as somebody in the military i was like this ain't real at all that a private a private is an e1 that's the first grade in the military talking to these high-ranking people like that i was like <laughs> yeah this ain't real at all so yeah i wanted to take on that when he when they were like being mean to the robot and he stood up against his like uh commanding officer i was like i want to know matt's take on this because i'm like this don't feel right like you're a private you cannot do that it, right it doesn't not matter. At all. i mean yes your your command maybe, officer... maybe 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 you stand up to the sexual assault, but the robot no. <laughs> yeah, but also it's right. like, what do you do if your commanding officer wants you to commit crimes against the Geneva Convention or what have you? Like, what what is the protocol there as a as a soldier? Is you you have to contact your your uh, your uh, own your own mission where you guys are like you know securing some shit and so like kind of cut off. Oh right, so right. Well then, I mean, if that's the case, if you really and that's something is like an E one. I mean, you can try, sure, but I mean, I don't see an E one doing that. Now, if you was like an E three four, then yeah, you have a little bit more weight to where like they're not going to listen to nothing an E one says. Right. So. You would need to get with some people that you cool with, some higher ranking people to try to do something, but you wouldn't just be standing up to the person in command like that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, the whole military side of it is just, it's, it's weird, honestly. Um, so I don't know if anybody else was upset, but when Ray Fisher died at the end, I was like, are we serious? Exactly. I, mean, I was like, that? Well, the guy with the dreads? Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. The, the thief. No, 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 no. Not the, the bad guy. The yeah, black guy. the white guy. <laughs> Who are you talking about? The black guy. Oh, yeah. I know ties with him. So no, it's yeah. not even, it's not even like, oh, he's black. So. Um, history lesson about Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher played Cyborg in Justice League, right? Oh. And so when um, Zack Snyder stepped down because of some family issues and they brought Josh Whedon in, Josh Whedon's, uh, this is on the verge of, we, we overheard canceling bad behavior. And he was one of his cast to not do okay shit. He's one of them to make kind of like sexist and racist jokes in the movie for their characters. And he was standing up to it. And he, he filed a complaint against the director. And as a result, they blackballed him in Hollywood. Oh, okay. And so Zack Snyder was all like, oh, yeah, Ray Fisher is a good dude. I'm going to give him a role in the, in the next project I have, which was this. And you kill him? Hmm. Maybe he survives in a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. A possibility. Uh, what do you guys I'll... think about them bringing the bad guy back to life? I didn't like that. I didn't oh, like that either. okay. So first of all, I think he's the best character really? in the movie. 
acting wise and just his entire character. I thought he was very competent at what he was doing to the point where I'm like, this guy would make a great general manager or he is just someone who you would want on your team. Okay. Now, granted the whole Nazi clothes and all that stuff. Yeah. That's a no go, right? They kind of want you to root against him, but I'm like, we don't know the context of what they're, Oh, this totalitarian government. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like in star Wars, we just show Luke Skywalker and the rebels. They're terrorists. (laughs) They're no, they are. But before we saw Luke Skywalker, we saw Darth Vader and them just like fucking attack that ship. It's uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's all on context. So I just need I want to know more of that side because he seems like a pretty cool character who is so, uh, I guess, cold to the point where he's like, I'm willing to do anything for my empire or like, right. you know, for my country, right. even if I got to do bad things. Just like that reminds me of, like, while you explain that, what was the movie when Brad Pitt was killing Nazis, had to do that fake accent? Glorious Bastards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy with the milk, where it's like, you know he's a bad guy, but it's like, I want him on my team. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel that. Like, I I like that character more than his character. Like, the main bad guy in this movie just seemed, like, stereotypically evil. Like, there was nothing yeah. to, like, set him apart to, like, what was interesting about him besides his devotion for his cause? Yeah, he was kind of a... What, no? Was a Cillian Murphy knockoff a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I thought it was funny, like, when they recruited the first guy... And they like you got to tame this animal, and they did that shit in Harry Potter, where you bow. Yeah, to the, that's exactly bow, what I was talking about. The, bow to the creature, so that it lets you <laughs> on his back and stuff. I'm like, Zack Snyder, stop it. Okay, <laughs> you stealing from Star Wars, Seven Samurai, Harry Potter. Like, come on, bro. Come I on. literally said that when I was watching it. I was like, they better call this thing Buckbeat <laughs> by the end of this scene. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I'm not gonna say I. uh, So I gave this movie two stars. This version of the movie. I feel like once the director's cut comes out, it will address some issues that I personally have had. And so I'm willing to like, you know, give that a shot and adjust my review score. But at this time, like this is a butchered version of the director's intent. The nose part two comes out what April. When does the Snyder Cut come out? Somewhere between now and April. My guess will be March. Okay. Disgusting. No, don't want to watch it. It might. I feel like this is. It will clear 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 up any issues we have. I mean, obviously, like the base plot is still going to be intact, but you know, more character development and stuff. But for something like this, that thing would need to be like six hours, seven hours. The Snyder cut was four hours. It needs to be longer than that. And honestly, <laughs> I don't I don't see why Netflix would do that. I think that's gonna if this backfires on them, that would be it doesn't matter. Like they aren't releasing uh fucking numbers. They're not. No. We don't know what any of this shit. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are watching this because, you know, um a lot of people are watching this because, you know, it's Zack Snyder, right? And, you know, it's it's cool to hate on this movie. But um, if this were a normal movie, nobody would give a shit. And Netflix would not be talking about it. Like, the negative press is is buzz for the movie. 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's the case with Netflix these days. Uh, what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this? <laughs> it, uh, spoilers is bad. Don't go above thirty. Whoa! Wow, that means it's it's actually worse on Rotten Tomatoes than Metacritic because I saw the Metacritic yesterday and it was pretty bad. Uh, twenty five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with twenty seven. Twenty three. Wow. Oh. The audience score was 68, so I'm surprised that that's so positive. All right. So for the trivia question, um, you'll have to bear with me. I wrote some stuff phonetically because of the names, but uh, Mikael Heisman, the guy that went on the mission with them from the forum, he replaced which Rebel Moon co-star as the same character on Game of Thrones? So Somebody else in the cast was on Game of Thrones. They left the show, and then he replaced them as the same character. Was it A, Ed Sharid? Skarid? Ed Skarid. Let's, let's say that. Uh, he played the uh, main bad guy. B, Charlie Hunnam, fake-ass Han Solo. Or C, Stuart, Stuart Martin, the other dude, the other fake-ass handsome dude from the village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The last guy. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be him. It was actually A, Ed Skirin, the big bad guy. Mm. Yeah, who knew? Uh, the character that uh, he took over was Dario Harris. Once more, I wrote all that phonetically. Yeah, I still don't understand. Uh, like, I still don't know Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> I've seen almost every season but the last one. Zack Snyder first conceived this as a Star Wars movie and pitched it to Lucasfilm shortly after it was bought by Disney in 2012 but it never got off the ground uh, and lastly Sir Ian McKellen Sir Patrick Stewart Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman and Anthony Daniels were considered to play Jimmy the Robot until Sir Anthony Hopkins was chosen hmm. alright we uh, hobbled to the finish line, but we did it. It's uh, another one under the under our belts. Uh, Want to appreciate you for coming on, Carlin. Uh, always good yeah. talking to you, man. I wish you were feeling as shitty as bad to me right now, but you know, yeah. it's, it's okay. Uh, please uh, promote yourself. Yeah. Uh, if anyone want to watch my stuff, you just go on YouTube, type in Starfighter Reviews. Um, it's the same as YouTube, same on IG and Twitter. Although on Twitter, all I talk about is women's basketball, really. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. It's a thing. We don't use it, but we have it. And we use the talk pod. Follow me on Letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Come back next week when, if she's not mad at me, friend of the show Rachel comes on to do the year end recap. I'm like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it's a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I'm literally dying. Yeah, your voice has changed throughout the show. <laughs>